And now, the voice of truth. News, interviews, political commentary, current issues that affect Christians today. The Voice of Truth is your Washington, D.C. connection from a Christian perspective featuring host Shannon Skolton. The Voice of Truth contains unapologetic criticism of current events, reveals disingenuous politics, and addresses difficult issues. If you are easily offended by political incorrectness, listener discretion is advised. And now your host, Shannon Skolton. Psalm 144 verse 1 says, Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. That is the verse that Sandy Robison from Robison Tactical lives by. Robison Tactical is a self-defense training company located in Las Vegas, Nevada. They provide church leaders with CCW and other self-defense skills necessary to protect their congregations. Robison Tactical can be found online at fffactical.com. fffactical.com. Uh, we have uh, we have an amazing uh, day for you today. Uh, Calvary Chapel Red Rock is a church that is firmly committed to looking into the reality of the prophetic manifestations that are upon us these days in the end time. We have a team here today uh, that will hopefully help you understand in a greater way uh, what is taking place. So with that being said, I would like to welcome Miss Ms. Shannon Skolton, who is uh, a part of the Voice of Truth Ministry, and uh, we have a great day for you, so please welcome up Shannon. Good morning. How's everyone doing today? Good. Hey, you guys are awake. That's awesome. <laughs> for those of you who don't know me, my name is Shannon Skolton. I identify as he, them, she, they. Just kidding. Dun, dun, dun. Shh. No. Uh, and I'm addicted to Jesus. How many of you are addicted to Jesus today? God is good. We have an amazing uh, Sunday planned for you guys. But before I go in to all things prophecy and all things Jesus, which is what we're going to be talking about today, I want to thank Every single one of you who were at the Women's Resource Medical Centers of Southern Nevada Gala, you guys should give yourselves a round of applause. We did an amazing job for the unborn being a voice for the voiceless, raising funds for the price, uh, Crisis Pregnancy Center here in Las Vegas, Nevada, which is one of the nation's busiest crisis pregnancy centers who are working tirelessly on the front lines to save these babies and save these women. So thank you, Calvary Red Rock. You guys had the majority of tables for most churches, so that is also a good fee. And I just have to say this, every church should have had as many tables as this church had, and it is unfortunate that they did not. But we're going to pray that there's a change in the hearts and the minds of those who didn't, and that next year better if God tarries. So thank you guys for joining us. It was phenomenal. It was, it was heart-wrenching to see those little hearts beating, blue hearts that were handed out. Uh, and it was really a reminder of what we do when we fight the good fight for Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, Without further ado, uh, I host a program, for those of you who don't know me, called Voice of Truth with Shannon Skolton. And it started out as a humble program that was a biblical program that looked at everything happening in the world through the lens of scripture, and it was politically based. Uh, and then through the Biden administration, the White House, as a White House uh, press, decided they didn't want a lot of conservatives in there interviewing uh, the current administration. So the show took a dramatic right turn through the guidance of the Lord to be 
primarily current events. And so what I do is I look at everything happening right now in the geopolitical realm and in America and current events, and we dissect it through the lens of scripture, bringing the truth, which is Jesus Christ, to the audience. And through that journey, I met Gary Ray and many others who developed this amazing little kit that you see that we're going to be talking about called the Rapture Kit, Joe Curran, Dylan Burroughs, and many others who put together this information, who really have a heart for prophecy and understanding the times and teaching the body of Christ to do so as well with a fervency and a passion and desire to see people get saved, but also what happens to the post-rapture people left behind. What, there's going to be a church, you guys, that's resurrected during that time. And so we need to equip them. So our guest today, who I will be interviewing and moderating here uh, on the stage, is Gary Ray. He's a motivational author, amazing man of the Lord, who is a great speaker. He's an, an author who has written many books that I have, am reading currently and have as well on my website as well as his that are great resources for biblical prophecy, dispensationalism, some fiction books, as well as the Rapture Kit and others. He started in full-time ministry way back in 1982. I wasn't even born yet. I don't know what that says about me. Uh, I'm a youngin. But anyway, he's been a senior pastor and was for more than 25 years. His beautiful wife is here today with him, Tina. They have amazing children. They're about to celebrate their 40th wedding anniversary. So let's give him a round of applause for that. Uh, he's written 14 books and he's done discipleship and evangelism and he has a heart for the lost and he has a heart for prison ministry. He's developed a ministry called Set Free Indeed where we see amazing leaders in the prisons that need to be raised up for the last days. So without further ado, I introduce you, Gary Ray. Yeah. I will give you the clicker this time. <laughs> Thank you. Because the first service, I just... I didn't give him oh, the clicker. Almost. Those are those cat-like reflexes that I have, you know. Uh, Gary, thank you for being with us. It's great to be here. I'm way great more fellowship. awake this service than I was the first service. <laughs> you know, you know you love Jesus when you wake up that early to do something. <laughs> I don't wake up early, so it was amazing for us to be here. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself before we continue, because I'm sure I butchered your intro. No, it was wonderful. Uh, I'm just glad to be here. I have a heart for discipleship, for building up the body of Christ. I have a heart for evangelism, for reaching the lost, for the glory of Christ. I have a heart for the hurting, so whether that's the homeless or incarcerated community. I also have a heart for the next generation church. I believe the rapture is coming. I believe that Christians are going to be taken. I believe the Antichrist is going to come and with mass confusion try to discourage everybody from anything related to Jesus Christ or coming to faith in, in Christ. And so how can we be a part of reaching that world and discipling those people and supporting that new generation of believers that are going to face the evils that are going to come? That, that's my passion. And so I lead the, the Set Free ministry and the I'm a Watchman ministry and I'm glad to connect with Shannon and Voice of Truth and to share in your great ministry here today. Thank you. We're excited because this is a very heavy topic that we're going to be diving in today, but it is a much needed topic. Uh, 
to discuss because there's a lot of fallacies and confusing and conflicting information out there on Bible prophecy, current events, uh, even in Christian churches that maybe we all know and love who don't talk about Bible prophecy at all. They don't discuss it through the lens of scripture. They choose to just ignore it completely. And so we're going to dive into all of that today and really dissect what's going on from current events to where the climate is going and what we can expect next. You know, everything happening in biblical, biblical prophecy right now is not really good. It doesn't give you a warm, fuzzy feeling to turn on the news anymore. If any of you get a warm, fuzzy feeling when you turn on the news, I'm going to pray for you after service. You can come see me because it's really unfortunate the things happening in the world. And we're going to dive into those topics today as well. But this to be said is not to give people discouragement. It's not to over inundate you with all of the negative things happening in the world with the headlines that are so deeply concerning from child sacrifice and the doubling down of the left uh, wing agenda with Roe v. Wade to, you know, Ezekiel 38 prophecy in Russia, you know, to the transhumanism movement. We need to understand all of those things like it's a car and understand the, the seasons that we're in. So we know what is our calling as believers? What do we need to do right now? Because each one of us has a calling. And so we're going to dive into what that individual in calling is and what are we supposed to do for the post-rapture church that's going to be left behind because we have a mission for them too. So let's get right into it. We're going to start with our current events. Where are we? What do the headlines look like now? Because I know what I go through on my show and they're quite ominous. They really are. I, I think um, what we read in the headlines today parallel what we read about in Matthew 24 and also Luke 21, which talk about those last days, some uh, the birth pains or birth pangs, uh, depending on your translation. And these will intensify. And some are broad, like wars and rumors of wars and persecution. But as you read more through scripture, you see that they become more and more specific. And so if I could click through some of the, these headlines, I see prophecy can be a tremendous tool for our witness. Um, so things like um, technology advancement, where we're talking about um, neural links and we're talking about um, the, the weather changing. Well, these things are going to be fulfilled in, in prophecy. And the more we know about what prophecy says, the more we could use the headlines as a bridge to begin talking to uh, brothers and sisters and, and the lost uh, about what God is doing and how to prepare. Uh, the world, I think, is moving to desensitize population about what is going to come. So the book of Revelation talks about a series of comments or meteors or something uh, crashing into the waters of the earth and poisoning those waters. So in the headlines you see an uptick of headlines about comets and fireballs and, and the graph there just shows that technology allows us to report a greater increase in these things, which actually is not true. These things have been uh, happening more often because we're moving through right. the prophetic timeline, but we're trying to talk about how we can just understand this. So climate change is, is resulting in famine. It's not our stewardship of resources, but uh, pa the pandemic and famine is talked about in the book of Revelation, and it's talked about what's going 
going to it references what's going to happen in those last days and we see it talked about in the headlines right now i think ufos are going to be a cover story for the rapture explain uh, away the rapture that's right alien technology whether we're talking about how we got here or there is no god or that we are just some kind of experiment or that uh, the universe just spun itself into existence without uh, a master designer behind it these are the kinds of headlines that tie into prophecy and the more that we know about the 100 or so prophecies yet to be fulfilled i think the more powerful our witness can be we know that the climate is changing pretty rapidly if you turn on the news you see these food shortages you see uh, supply chain issues coming out of shanghai because of more massive pandemic lockdowns you see bill gates and others even saying there's going to be another pandemic worse than the first because in Satanism they have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it uh, and it gives it more power and validity. You see a lot happening not only with supply chain but like he said the famines, Bill Gates buying more uh, farmland. What is a tech giant doing buying farmland? We have the Roe v. Wade doubling down abortion agenda to infanticide and it just so happens we have a baby food shortage. How uh, interesting is that nothing happens by chance. But let's put the fear in people to not procreate because they might not be able to take care of their children. This is all the current climate that we're dealing with. You, How many of you have ever heard of Chuck Missler? All right, he was on the transhumanistic movement before it was popular. Uh, he was actually removed from a lot of churches because people thought he was too out there. And now we see the things that he talked about in his strategic perspective conferences as everyday life. From the Neuralink with Elon Musk to plugging us into the grid, we know that there is a massive push to get away from fossil fuels. We have this green new gospel with climate change, the, 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 wor uh, the worship of Earth, Mother Gaia. Yeah. We see that becoming more and more and more popular. And the push for you to all be plugged into the grid with free internet, which is new from the Biden administration, electric cars, because if you're all plugged in, it's easy to control you. And we see the new world order and we see the one world government stage completely being set, even with Klaus Schwab saying, we are in a new world order. It's not gonna happen, it's happening. Yeah. And so if you're not aware that it's happening, become aware with the fact that we are being launched right into a time that the Bible talks about more than the times that Jesus walked the seas of Galilee. We're talking about biblical prophecy unfolding before our eyes. Right, and one of the books that are on the table right there called the Bible Prophecy Book, it notes that in the 1,000 or so prophecies that have been fulfilled, they are fulfilled in four 100 year blocks, about 95% of those. And if if you look at the last 100 years or 75 years since Israel became a nation in 1948, more prophecies have been fulfilled since that point in history till today than the 700 years that lead up to that point in history. So God's on the move. And what we read about in the book of Revelation, I think the table's being set for right now. So these, as, as Shannon just said, these kinds of things, the need for a global governance regarding pandemics, the, the need of a global government regarding our resources, the need of a global financial system, all of these things just, I'm not saying that Biden is the Antichrist or that Elon is introducing the mark of the beast, I'm not saying that, but these movements, these technologies, they will be a factor in those last days. Yeah. And it's every day. You know, if we had to go through Bible prophecy every second of every day, we really couldn't cover all of the headlines simultaneously that really covered all of the things that are happening. That shows you 
you how that tachometer is redlining and Jesus is coming back. I mean, and it is more evident than ever before. Look at what's happened over the last few months with the Ukraine-Russia war. How many of you, I'm going to say, are not aware of the war? Exactly. All of you are aware of what is going on with what Bible prophecy scholars believe to be Gog Magog, Russia and its leader, and now the invasion of Ukraine, regardless of your belief system on if it's planned, uh, you know, if it's intentional, if it's just all a charade and what you think about Ukraine and, and Zelensky versus what you think about Putin, there's no uh, discussion either way that this is not prophetic and it's setting that prophetic table for us to understand the climate, the days in which we live. Everything is centered around Israel. We all know that Israel is our prophetic time clock. And if you look at Israel, you know the climate of the signs of the times and the things that are to come. And we now see with Ukraine and Russia that all of a sudden, all eyes are on Israel, and their name is being brought to the table. That's right. This little graphic here is a little hard to see, but the red arrows note Russia's primary areas of advance against Ukraine right now. So they're moving on three fronts. But if you cross-reference that to Ezekiel 38, 39, and look at the primary direction of the advance moving against Israel, those red lines represent Russia. And according to most Bible scholars, Russia will lead that Gog-Magog advance against Israel leading those purple lines against Israel as well. And those are all uh, coalition forces. Uh, there's trade compacts and agreements with those groups from Iran and North Africa and Egypt already. They're already against Israel. You know, the narrative in the news is that Russia is attacking Ukraine because they, they harvest wheat and they're like the breadbasket of Europe, right? They have a lot of resources that Russia m could utilize. Then, of course, Russia is saying that there's genocide and massive uh, humanitarian crises in the Ukraine. But note the narrative of the breadbasket and them coming to take that fertile land and occupy that land. Well, isn't it interesting in Ezekiel 38, the Bible says that God will put something in the mind, something will change the mind of Gog, Magog, and a hook will be put into their jaw and they will be brought down into Israel. And why is that? Why are they brought down into Israel? to seek a booty, to get a bounty. Because Israel has something that is needed in that war that they're gonna come and they're gonna take a spoil from. It also says they're in pursuit somewhere else and then they turn aside and come down in to Israel. And many theologians and pastors have discussed what we're seeing right now happening. Is this that setup? Is it the setup for them to turn aside and come down to take their spoil out of Israel? That's right. So whether we're talking about Syria, uh, farmland in the Ukraine, Ukraine farmland is rich, especially compared to land in Russia. We have India yesterday making a declaration that they're cutting off wheat exports. Mm -hmm. They're the number two wheat exporter in the world. Uh, whether uh, talking about fuel lines, natural gas, or oil, all of these things are being disrupted right now, and any one could precipitate this kind of move. Israel now, more than ever before, has more natural resources and uh, supply issues that Russia would want. When you look at what 
it, even in what the last, really the last 50 years, Israel has been a tech giant. They have piloted a, a lot of microchips, RFDI chips, technology, integrative radio frequency technology. They've become almost like a mini Silicon Valley, not including the resources and what petroleum, uh, which they have uncovered. So they, from this little tiny desert, this little minuscule little area that had nothing, that was nothing that anybody would want is the most fought over territory uh, ever. And yeah. we're seeing why, and we're seeing the Bible unveil that prophecy as more and more discoveries and resources and riches get unveiled in Israel. Yeah, so a uh, hundred years ago, if you read prophecies about a coalition of nations moving against Israel for spoil, you would think that this, this could not be true. First of all, Israel's never going to come back. It's been displaced for 1900 years. But even if Israel did come back, they've got nothing. There, there's no gold. There's no uh, coal in the hills. There's, there's no natural resources. But it's just in recent decades that these underwater natural gas reserves uh, you know, have been found. And now with energy being critical in many parts of the world, you can see how they would be drawn into that area. How many of you know who Klaus Schwab is? Everyone has heard about Klaus Schwab and his little right-hand guy, Noah. Everyone know Noah? I call him the weasel. He looks like a weasel. <laughs> wicked, evil man. Super wicked and super evil. Who is Israeli, by the way. Uh, and has this hatred and contempt for human life where he actually discussed in his uh, interviews, what are we going to do with the useless? What are we going to do with these the people who have no value? Uh, and just the ideology of population control through destruction of people. Well, this Israeli man, this man uh, who is the right hand and the left lung to Klaus Schwab, has an agenda. And he talks about food shortages. He talks about the power grid. He talks a lot about Israel and a lot about, about what Israel has and what the elites want. And for those of you who think it's conspiracy theory, I used to be considered a conspiracy theorist. I will gladly wear my tinfoil hat. I should have made one and brought it up here, right? Have come to fruition. It has become truth. Uh, and we're seeing it unravel where they're telling you what everybody said was happening. Uh, and everything continues to point to Israel. Everything continues to point to the globalist agenda. But we're not to be in fear. We talk about all these things you see on the screen. We're talking about the climate of the, of the world. We're talking about the grid and transhumanism. We're talking about the wickedness that is manifesting, the evil that we see manifesting more and more in these days. We're talking about wars. We're talking about rumors of wars. We see also ethnos against ethnos. In, in Matthew 24, it talks about kingdom against kingdom, nation against nation, the original language in the Greek, ethnos against ethnos, civil war. We see a divide that is taking place in America. We see that they are creating a climate and foundation to where we need to be dependent on big daddy government and that God is what, what did Noah say? For those of you who heard it, he said, God is fake news. Yeah. Jesus is fake news. Mm -hmm. That everybody needs to be plugged into who? The government, big daddy government, the global agenda and the global elite, the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization, all, co you know, uh, holding hands to do what? 
to make a one world global health governance where all the nations of the world will sign over their global, I mean their health rights of their nation to the World Health Organization all on the horizon. But we're not supposed to fear because we're not supposed to have a spirit of fear. Uh, we're supposed to have what? A spirit of amen. And so we see these things and ultimately people start getting afraid. Shannon, you're talking doom and gloom. All these things are happening. You can't keep up with the prophetic headlines. You know, this is too much. And you go into shutdown mode, right? It's like system overload and you shut down because you don't know what to do. Most of the time when we shut down, it's because we don't understand who our father is. We don't understand our identity in Jesus Christ. We don't have a firm foundation in our relationship with him because we are not supposed to fear. We are not to be given over to fear or depression or anxiety. We're not to look at the headlines and throw our hands up and say, well, I'm going to put my head between my legs and, you know, kiss my, you know what, goodbye. No, we're supposed to see everything that's happening and say, okay, I'm ready. I've been prepared. I've been in church. I've been listening to the Gary Rays and the Amir Sarfati's and the Voice of Truths and the Jan Markell's and my pastor, Pastor Greg, and, and I've been involved. I know. Okay, so now what am I supposed to do with all of this? I got to double down. I got to double down as the left and the wicked men are doubling down on their agenda. We're supposed to be salt and light to the earth, you guys. What does salt do? It prevents decay. We're in a decaying world because the church has not done its job. Yeah. So now it's go time. Now it's time to see everything that we're going to talk about and continue to talk about and do something about it. So be chewing on the things that we're going to cover in these next slides. And what are we going to do about it? What is your individual portion of what God has you to do to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ? Yeah. For me, prophecy is a tool for witnessing. It's not to scare, it's not to discourage, but it's to validate the integrity of God's word. We live in a very skeptical society. and yeah. People want facts and stats. And if you look at just the prophecies that relate to Jesus, there's about 125 messianic prophecies that he fulfilled in his first coming. And if you would take less than half, if you would just take 50 of those prophecies and then statistically look at the probability of less than half of the messianic prophecies being able to be fulfilled in one person, those odds are about the same as picking out one marked electron in all of the universe. Not the solar system, not our galaxy, but the universe. It's statistically zero. And more than 900, not 50, more than 900 prophecies have already come to pass and been verified to be true. There's about 100 outstanding. They have to do with what's to come. Well, that should give us great confidence. There's no parallel uh, in, in terms of the integrity of scripture and the, the accuracy of Bible prophecy. So understanding what's going to come betters our witness. And it helps us to understand what are going to be the needs in that next generation. What's going to happen? Well, what's going to happen is Jesus is going to come. And that's good news. It's a source of hope. So we can rest in that. There's no fear in that. But we also need to look at our responsibility for those who will be left behind, which is going to be most of the world. With the church gone, with things buttoned down, with things prohibited, taken offline, with Bibles burned, how are they going to understand? How are they going to come to faith? How are they going to grow? How can we be a part of discipling and building up the next generation church that needs to be a part of our mindset? Future missions is what I call it. I was just about to mention that. You said the first service, we're very heavy on evangelism, church planting, world missions. But does the church equip future mission? What does that mean? Well, that means mission, the mission of getting Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ, out to the world in a post rapture nation. We have an obligation as 
believers as lovers of Jesus Christ who believe in the truth to not only think about right now, to not only think about our current circumstance, but what are the people going to do when we are gone, when we're raptured and the Holy Spirit is removed? There are going to be people left behind. Have How many of you have seen the YouTube video where everyone's in church and like one person is left behind? That's kind of scary. And I saw one where the pastor was left behind and I was like, oof. The great apostate church, we know we're there. We know, we know we're at the falling away. So think of how many people who have been falsely led, who have a great accountability on judgment day to the Lord, who think they're sick, who have an understanding of Jesus, but know what? No power, right? Who are going to need the truth. What about the people in prison? What about the people who are natural leaders, as Gary says as in his prison ministry? You have a bunch of gang leaders. You have people that sway masses, that get, gather uh, people up to be a following, right? Right? where they lead people, they follow people, they intimidate. But what amazing people God can use to uh, really minister and create that underground church. Knowing that, where are we going? What does the climate look like? What can we expect? We know the imminent return of Jesus Christ is coming and nothing else has to be fulfilled, by the way, for Jesus Christ's return. But what does the climate look ahead? How do we how do we look at living or giving life in a post-rapture world? I think there's going to be a lot of miscommunication. I think there's going to be a lot of lies. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that believers need to do is to be um, active in getting truth out to that post-rapture world. Well, well, how do you do that? Well, I think you create resources that that address those issues. It addresses what is the biblical foundation for the rapture? What's going to happen next? What are three things that will prove to you that what I'm telling you is true? Like the signing of a peace agreement brokered by the Antichrist involving Israel and the nations surrounding, uh, surrounding it. What are some of the other things that you're going to see? Well, as they begin to see these things unfold, they'll have more confidence in what you're saying is true. And books like these, resources like the Rapture Kit, will help people come to faith. Uh, some of the information that we provide in the Rapture Kit is what I would call practical information, how to survive. So there's how to grow a garden, uh, mm -hmm. first aid uh, information, uh, what to hoard, what to collect, how to develop um, networks for bartering, um, homeopathic remedies for illnesses, these kinds of things, because our, our networks are going to be shot. And small groups of believers, that's all there's going to be. It's going to be underground. There will be persecution. So books like these talk about what's coming, and it gives people uh, an assessment, but also tremendous hope. It's about how do you live your life with purpose? Maybe you didn't start well, but you can finish well for the glory of God, and that's a good feeling. So those, those, that's what those kinds of books are about. And this Rapture Kit resource goes beyond that. It's 27 gigs of information that is like, um, it's like going to Bible college or seminary. So yes, it, it draws people to Christ, but it helps them grow in Christ and then become the next generation leader for Christ. It's a tremendous deep material that will go as deep as people want to go or, or keep it, you know, light if, if that's what they're going to taste, you know, first. But yeah, I think it's a broad resource to help people be the light that God would want them to be in that post-rapture world. The rapture kit and the resources that Gary are talking about, we have them up front when you go into the foyer uh, all on the table. There's Bible prophecy books, there's dispensational books, uh, there's Bible studies, uh, there's the rapture kit. And how we look at all of these resources, including the Word of God, the Bible itself, is we're about preparedness, right? 
we need to be prepared. You can be as physically prepared as you want for the times to come as you watch the news, but if you're not spiritually ready, your preparedness is worth, right? Yeah. You can be storing food, you could have water, you could have all these things, you can know how to grow your garden, but if you are not right with Jesus Christ and you don't lay your sins before the foot of the cross and allow the power of the Holy Spirit to work through you in a way that God has called for you individually, you're missing the entire purpose of the times we're living in. We have to be spiritually ready. You don't have to be a scholar, you don't have to be a theologian. I'm not, remotely. For those of you who know me, you know me way too well. I am. I'm not. Gary is a writer and he has prepared all these amazing gifts because he has a talent and an ability. But what do we do? We can't just say, oh, I'm nobody. I don't know how to write. I'm not, I didn't go to seminary or cemetery. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know these things, but we have a calling and we have something that we need to do. This church promotes small groups. This church has amazing small groups where you can get involved on an intimate level in fellowship with believers and they give you the resources and there's a leader and they teach and you learn about Jesus. What an amazing opportunity to get involved and you don't know who you invite to that small group. As you're talking, they might not have prepared themselves and their heart for Jesus Christ. And when the rapture comes, they might now have become equipped to have a small group themselves in the underground church. And it's reasonable sources like the rapture kit, the word of God, and other books that allow people who don't know much to use it as a guide to preach Jesus. Small groups, small groups and intimate fellowship are the way. This rapture kit, you could spend years going through the resources in this rapture kit. There's videos, there's Bibles, there's worship songs, there's kids information, and Gary's going to go through all of that. Uh, which can be used to minister as a tool for home fellowship and home study for you, the believer. You want to get more equipped and understand the signs of the times to equip the young age. Listen, we're starting a youth group. How many kids have absolutely no idea about what's going on in the world? Most of them. How many kids realize that they're being indoctrinated? But it's our job to make them realize that. It's our job to give them the tools to be educated and understand the signs of the times and equip them for the world. And this also has resources because there's going to be kids left behind. There's going to be not the young ones, you know, before the age of accountability, but there's going to be young ones that are older that are going to be left behind. We need to give them the tools and the resources so they understand the signs of the time so they don't go out into the world and get completely blindsided by the LGBTQ community and gender fluidity. And there's a cake gender now, by the way. I should have said I identify as cake because I love cake. <laughs> but there's all this random weird stuff going on and our kids are lost. Pornographic material in schools, sick, twisted indoctrination from the media and from television and music programs satanic ritual abuse on TV, playing that people think it's normal. Video games that indoctrinate p uh, kids into being more aggressive and violent. Our kids are up against a battle and we are called to equip them. And you don't think that this, this is just, you know, a non-believer, leave it behind for them so they know what to do in the end times. No, it's even for you now. What else is in the rapture kit. There's a folder of information for believers today. How do we share our faith? How do we talk about the rapture? How can I bridge the gap? How can I leave this as a resource for those who might be left behind? And then there's folders of information for those who maybe right after the rapture uh, are frightened and they're hearing aliens took people mm -hmm. and they're hearing all these different things. What is the truth? So there's a good bit of information that lays the biblical foundation for the rapture so that it's clear 
and compelling. Uh, and the information is is presented in a way that uh, is is simple. It's uh, designed for people with limited or no church background, but then it goes deep as well. So you don't have to have any background uh, in order to really benefit from this kind of resource. There's Bible studies on who Jesus is. There's studies in the Gospels. And then it goes into doctrine, um, the 50 great doctrines of the Christian church through the discipleship book. And there's other evangelistic books. And and there's video teachings that help people to, to grow, to understand who Jesus is, how to live uh, a Christian life, how to be a powerful witness for the Lord, and how to, how to be courageous because that's going to be a, a powerful part of those last days. So these are the resources that are in uh, the Rapture Kit. There's more, but I ran, ran out of space. But it's, it's chocked full of good information. It's presented on a flash drive so that uh, it's customizable. You can add your own note. You can put your own video or documents on there. And um, it's non-internet dependent. So if, if the internet is monitored or taken down, uh, it's still good to go. It's interesting because at the a previous church that I had spoke at, someone came up to me and said, yeah, you know, I bought these and I left a message on the rapture kit for my mom. And I thought, wow, you know, this person took their iPhone and made a video, hey, if I'm gone, and they said aliens came and took everybody to be enlightened, that's not what happened. Let me tell you what really happened, or do you believe me now? You know, you didn't believe me back then, now you believe me. And made a personal message to the people they left it behind for. The other thing about preparedness, it's not about just getting ready, it's about staying ready, right? We talk about preparedness a lot, even on my program. How can you be paired? How can you steward God's money? How can you uh, look at what's going with the food supply uh, chain and the shortage? And how can you prepare for that? How can you take care of your family? How do you explain things to your family? What if you don't get the vaccine and you can't work? You know, that's going to be a huge burden. How do you handle these things? And it's all preparedness in a way, physical and spiritual preparedness. We talked about in first service, Joseph prepared for the famine, that there's a, there's a biblical obligation for stewardship, I believe, in preparedness. But you can prepare and do all of those things and we could be raptured like that. Well, maybe all of your preparedness that you've been doing is not for you. Maybe it's for those that are left behind who are going to need those resources, who are going to need those little mini Bibles you hit all over your house or the rapture kit that you sent and you say, hey, it's on this shelf. You don't know through divine appointment what's going to happen, but it's all prepared. Look, the climate of our heart has to change, believer. We sit in church and we receive like a sponge everything our pastors say. And we take it and we gleam. We listen to Christian radio 24-7. You know, we listen to our little devotional in the morning and we just think we're so right. A lot of us have sins and, and issues that are holding us back. Condemnation, guilt, you know, all of these negative emotions, fear, confusion. I'm not worthy. I can't witness to someone. I don't want to go to that small group because then they might know really what's going on in my life. I got skeletons in my closet. The time to lay that at the feet of Jesus is now. Tomorrow is not promised. And you've got to do something with the information you're being fed and the tools that you're being given. God calls you not to just be a sponge, but he wants you to be wrung out and leak the Holy Spirit all over everybody, right? Be the light, be the salt and light of the earth. It's one thing to take all of this and absorb it for yourself, but don't be covetous with the tools that God God has given us and the tools and information God has given
given you. It's time to be zealous and understand Jesus is coming back. I'm going to ask you all this question as I did first service. How many of you, if you looked to your neighbor to your left and your right, saw them on a train track and a freight train was coming right for them? How many of you would tell them to get off the track? Well, not a lot of hands went up. I think we need to pray for this congregation. Let's try that again. How many of you would tell them to get off the track? All right. There you go. I got scared there for a minute. I'm like, whoo. Thank God I'm not sitting next to any of you. I'd be like, you would tell them naturally to get off the track, right? You would say, move, there's a train coming. Or you'd pull them off the track. Look, there's a freight train coming for people, and it's called the Antichrist. It's called the New World Order. It's called being absent from the presence of Christ. It's yeah. called hell. It's called the removal of being yeah. in the presence of our Lord and Savior and not having his spirit. And we need to tell people to get off the track. We do. There's no excuse, um, really. I, I don't say that flippantly, but as you read through the scripture, you hear some good excuses. Uh, Abraham, I'm too old. <laughs> Jeremiah, I'm too young. Yep. Moses, I can't speak. Amos, uh, I'm just a tender of sycamore trees. <laughs> Peter took a religious uh, road. I, I I think this is one of the better ones. I'm just a sinful man. Yeah. I can't do it. But every single time God or Jesus said, no, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm calling you. And God has called us, each of us, to do our part, to share music, to share a fellowship, to share our love, to share resources. There's, one of these books is uh, The Victor, yes. uh, the top left. It's, it's a book of Christian fiction. Well, maybe somebody who's not really into discipleship, maybe they would read that. And it introduces the story of Christ, uh, like the, the Chosen miniseries yeah. does. So there's lots of different approaches. Is God will lead your hearts. And if we ask the question, God, how do you want me to be used? He'll answer. How many of us have a root of bitterness? Honestly, I'm dealing with a root of bitterness. I'm going to be authentic. I'm dealing with a root of bitterness. We got to pluck it out. We got to pluck the sin out by the root. You can't just leave a seed behind to grow and stir more contention and bitterness in your life. We got to pluck it out. You know, this root of bitterness and this nastiness that comes from the church a lot of the time, you know, we, he mentioned the chosen. This is why that I brought that up is there was so much flack that Dallas Jenkins got from The Chosen because the LDS community allowed him to use his set. Compl I mean, I, causing division and nastiness and rumors and all this kind of stuff. And I'm looking at him like, you are missing the entire point of what he is trying to do with The Chosen. And all of those who have big mouths have lazy feet. <laughs> they do. They run their mouth and they don't run their feet. They don't walk the walk. They, they condemn and they have bitterness and they have hatred and they have contention and they're divisive uh, and they're manipulative and they're deceptive and that is all that is all from the father of lies. We need to put away the roots of bitterness in our life, even in our individual lives, maybe with one another, maybe something that has happened where you're just removed or you've set a healthy boundary with that person, a healthy boundary, you know? And it's like, no, is it, is it bitterness? You know, everyone's a sinner, everyone makes mistakes. The time is now. Right? The time is now to say, you know what? I'm going to go to that fellowship, even though I'm going to pick on Barry. Barry leads it. And I don't, you know, being Barry, oh no. You know, you know, you have to put it away. If God is pulling you towards something, stop pulling the other direction. Hold his hand and walk through life. Amen. Right? We want to run the other way. But these resources have been so useful. Even when I was a young girl, I used to use uh, Learn the Bible in 24 Hours by Chuck Missler. And I'd invite a bunch of people my age over to the house uh, when I was uh, a assistant leader in a, in a ministry uh, way a long time ago. And 
I just, we just watched the video and talked about it, right? More healing was done then. And then when people came that I didn't like, I had to like deal with that. But I was like, okay, well they can come to my house, you know? But I, I, I had issues when I was younger. I had these walls built up and I made excuses for not wanting certain people to join or, oh gosh, they have, you know, I don't come or they're just there to do that, you know? And at the end of the day, as you mature in the Lord, you're like, man, there's no time for that. There's no time for that at all. The time is here and now to use resources, use them with your kids. We talked about the first with the rapture kit, going through the rapture kit with your kids and using it as an evangelism tool for your family. Start there, right? Yeah. You know, there's so many ways you can start so many tools. So if you're interested in home fellowship, talk to the leaders of the church. We have great leaders here. They're devising and making these great home fellowships all across the valley where you can go and you can become a part of. Go through the rapture kit on your own time. Get one for yourself. Get one for a family member. You know, if you're doing world missions, send them to people on missions. If you sponsor a child through Hope International or these other companies, send them to a kid, but go through it and learn it yourself and ask questions and take things that you don't know the answers to before the Lord. Write a journal. I used to take a journal of things that were eschatologically based that I was confused on and I would make a little note and I would pray and then boom, God would answer. It's crazy. And then when you go back and you look at all and I would put the date God answered my question. When you're in times of doubt, as things get worse and birth pains intensify and your faith is waxing and waning because you're human and you look and you open that journal and you see all the times God answered you and that his Holy Spirit was present when you had questions, it solidifies your faith. Yeah. And it's a great witnessing tool. And if you have questions, follow up. Uh, as you're studying prophecy or eschatology, you could write uh, to Shannon or write my contact information on cards or on that in, uh, the handout that you received as you came in today. We've got videos. We've got segments uh, of books. I'd be happy to email that information to you. Don't be afraid. God did not give us a spirit of fear. The things that are happening, you guys, are intense, and they're quickening. We didn't even touch a fraction. We can spend all day up here talking about the prophetic things to come, the transhumanistic movement. We could talk about Genesis 6 all day. We could talk about the wicked things that are happening in science. We could talk about what just came out on the news this morning, right? And we can spend an entire service just on that. But at the end of the day, be equipped, get ready, and stay ready. A friend of mine who you guys all know and love, I've used his term, Derek here actually, he put on his wall at his gym, get comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? <laughs> and I've used that so many times because it's stuck. I'm like, man, that is the Christian walk. Be, start getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And the more uncomfortable you are, right? That's right where God wants you. Yeah. Keep moving in that direction because when you get complacent, you get comfortable. That's a dangerous place to be when you're walking with the Lord. Yeah. Amen. So I want to thank all of you for listening to us Amen. two yahoos up here talking to you about Bible prophecy. I'm the Yahoo, not Gary. Gary's amazing. <laughs> Let's give him a round of applause. Thank you guys. Appreciate being here. An amazing man of the Lord. Listen, you guys, he has got phenomenal resources. I wish I had the gift of writing. I told him in the car, I said, gosh, I could never write a book. He's got great resources. I'm reading The Victor myself. It's a wonderful, wonderful book. Check it out. We will be up uh, at the desk up front to answer your questions and pray for you. If you did not raise your hand with the train coming and not pulling the person off the track, the prayer team will be here to pray for you as well. And listen, those of you who are online, thank you for watching. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord, savor you guys today's the day to invite him into your heart uh, and so there's a phone number on the screen you can give us a call we'll be there to answer your questions and pray with you but thank you guys very much and be blessed amen